Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, a few months ago, I was in the airport, and as I always do, I people watch. Sometimes I simply watch, and sometimes I actually engage in conversation. Now, this particular day, our flight was delayed, and I was talking with a woman about where we were both going and was business or pleasure. She was going to visit a family, and I was heading out to speak at a conference. In our conversation, we talked about learning and growing in our positions and how, as a coach, I have at least one coach at all times. And she looked at me as if I had said something so bizarre, she didn't understand it. She told me that she didn't believe in coaching. Her boss did and had a coach, but not her. When I asked why, she told me that if you have a coach, you're expected to do more, learn more, and know more, and she was just fine where she was. Now, I think I was the one with the look of disbelief because I truly believe that you must feed your mind with the right nutrition. So every day we feed our bodies. We don't always give it the right nutrition, but we do really try to consider that when we feed our bodies, that we're also feeding our minds. Let's start with our buddy, the TV. Some use it as a source for world happenings. Some use it for mindless ways to relax, and some use it as a babysitter so they can get things done. The problem is that many people see what they watch as reality and compare themselves to who they're watching. Some disappear into another dimension, and many feel the news is negative, and that's like eating fast food, lots of quantity, but not as much quality and nutrition. Is your mind getting the proper nutrition from any of that? Today, many people listen to podcasts, and there are many ways to learn and grow from those that share information that's current and relevant. And yes, you can still choose the mindless and the unrealistic, 
but more and more people are turning their TVs off and turning on podcasts. And you have your choice of gender, generation, entrepreneurial, personal development, growing, learning, on and on and on. So is your mind getting the proper nutrition from that? Knowledge is something you can never lose. When you invest in yourself, you're investing into your future. You're never too old to learn. If you stop learning, your brain starts dying. And if your brain is not kept alive and stimulated, life can become very boring and dull. And that's definitely not the proper nutrition you should be feeding your mind with. And research has shown that the capacity of the average person's brain vastly outweighs what they use it for. And yet, it never occurs to us to invest in a little training now and then. You know, for 400 years, scientists believed that we were stuck with the brain we were born with. Luckily for us, that theory has gone out the window. Neuroplasticity is an amazing new theory that has proven one very incredible fact. Our brains can change. Now, this means that if you're not highly intelligent in one area, that's okay. You have the option to literally change that area of your brain through a little training. An easy way to think about it is your brain is a muscle. You need to exercise it regularly. You need to invest a little time every now and then. So what can you do? Well, the first is be curious. Instead of taking everything at face value, get into the habit of questioning everything. Now, while most disclaimers would be placed right here that it isn't safe to do this at home, be careful how many questions you ask. I am often met with another question. Well, if you don't ask, you don't know. Think of how you would or could improve upon everyday things. By being curious and questioning everything, you force your brain to innovate and create new ideas. Then exercise regularly. It's been proven that exercise helps to increase brain function. This means that every time you exercise, you're creating new brain cells. So get off the couch and get moving. Your brain will thank you for it. And then do something new. When you experience something new, you stimulate your brain. Don't get stuck in a rut doing the same old things. The only way to change the structure of your brain is to try new things. What have you been wanting to try? Now is the time to do it and feed your brain. And then you can also train your memory. Discipline yourself to memorize phone numbers and other important numbers. Do you ever listen to someone rattle off their license or credit card number and you wonder, how did they remember that? Now, I still know my phone number from 1960, but your memory is also a muscle that needs training and modern technology has made us lazy. Try doing some of the old math without a calculator as well. You're in for a treat. Then also, you have to think positive. Stress and anxiety kills existing brain neurons and also stops new neurons from being created. Research has shown that positive thinking, especially in the future tense, speeds up the creation of cells and dramatically reduces stress and anxiety. Turn around some of your thoughts and turn the negative ones into positive ones. Your brain isn't the only place that you'll see results. Of course, you need to eat healthy because our diets have a huge impact on brain function. And you also need to read a book. Reading relieves tension and stress because it's a form of escapism. Research has also shown that using your imagination is a great way to treat your brain because you force your mind to picture what you're imagining. And finally, get enough sleep. Sleep is like a mini detox for the brain. This is when your body regenerates cells and removes all the toxins they have built up for the day. Go to bed between the hours of 9 p.m. and sleep until you get to like 6 p.m. I like to sleep at 9.12. People laugh when they say, when do you go to sleep? Mine's 9.12, not 9, not 9.15, 9.12. So I'm right there with feeding my brain every night. Remember, you are the books you read, the movies you watch, the music you listen to, the people you spend time with, the conversations you engage with. Choose wisely what you feed your mind. We're going to take a break and thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. When we come back, you'll hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about healing. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? 
You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. You're in for such a treat. My guest, Cordelia Gaffar, is an emotions opener transformation strategist who guides female wealth strategists with learning into difficulty emotions so they can show up powerfully. After leaving her corporate career as a controller for an IT startup, she emerged as an author sharing how to self-nurture and began coaching women in her community, deepened her craft with continuing research and study in nutrition, fitness, spiritual practices, and overall emotional wellness. In 2019, she won the Powerhouse Global Award for Best Podcast Host of 2019 in the UK and Volunteer of the Year by ACHI Magazine. She's also a best-selling co-author of The One Habit for Success, which just hit bestseller in April, and America's Leading Ladies, who positively impact the world with Oprah Winfrey, Malika Chopra, and several other dynamic women. She's also recently been selected Ambassador of Peace by INSPAD and Director for the U.S. Chapter. So welcome to the show, Cordelia. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you, Judy. I'm so excited to be here. Wow, I just learned so much listening to the way you started the show today. Thank you for that. You're so welcome, because I thought, you know what? Feeding your mind is something that people don't really talk about. But if you don't feed your mind, there's a lot of things that you won't be able to do. And one of them would be healing. But let's first talk about feeding your mind. What do you think about that? I 100% agree that we must feed our mind. And there's so many different ways that we can do that. I recently, during COVID, started something called Replenish and Boost Your Immune System. And when I was doing my research for that, I thought, you know, so often when we think of our immune system, we default to, oh, I've just got to eat, right? Or I just have to start taking supplements. But it's so much deeper than that. Really, a lot of our immune health, believe it or not, lies in our thoughts. Like Mm. exactly what you were saying, what we choose to think that actually affects our overall vibration and our emotions, and whether or not, this is the fun part, (laughs) whether or not the food we eat actually nourishes our body. In other words, our negative thoughts can repel nutrition from the food we eat. So if you are what you eat, are you also what you read, what you listen to, what you learn from? Absolutely, you are. Okay, so we know how important nutrition is. Tell us why or how 
we can stop the nonsense that we do to ourselves. Because you know as well as I do, women talk more negatively to themselves than any other person. (laughs) What's like a, a little way to stop doing that? Is it as simple as saying, don't do it? I mean, how do you do it really simply, seriously? (laughs) Extract the word not and no from your vocabulary and just reframe. One of the ways I tell people to practice is by listening to your favorite love song. And then imagine that it's your inner self singing to your outer self, right? And Mm -hmm. so every time you listen to a love song, it's you singing to yourself. Ooh. Okay. What's your favorite love song? (laughs) I knew you were going to ask me. And of course, I'm not prepared with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So what is a good love song to do that with? Okay. How about, I love Sade, right? So Sade Uh has a song called Your Love is King. Oh, I love that song. (laughs) So switch it up and Your Love is Queen, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, she does go really deep in that song and some of her lyrics. So it's like, your love is queen. You're the diamond of my heart or something like this. I'm trying to remember the words exactly, but it's like, if you're in the habit of just singing that to yourself, then you can't help but smile, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very funny. I was just on a webinar and we were talking about like how you get ready to go on an appointment. And part of it is what we're talking about, like changing your mindset and thinking of things that motivate you and whatever. So I said, I'm a music person. And so when I would go out to sell something, I either listened to like Andrea Bocelli because it's classical and it's, you know, soft. And I felt like I was driving through Italy and it calms me down. But most of the times I needed some like pepping up. And so my favorite song is Satisfaction. It's the best driving song ever by the Rolling Stones. And when I would listen to it, no matter what the season, my windows would be rolled down and people would look at me and some would smile and some would look at me like I'm crazy because I'd be belting the words out. And that didn't matter because I was in my happy place. Satisfaction is not a love song, but I mean, is that where we're trying to get to a, a place where we're comfortable with ourselves, where we feel like, you know, we've got this? Yeah, I I love that analogy because that is like one of the meditations that I use. I call it the happy bubble meditation, (laughs) actually. So that is really fitting what you just said. So yes, it's, it's really all about raising your vibration. And as you know, the highest vibration is love. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have it inside, you can't radiate it outside. And for sure, you're going to depress yourself with every obstacle that presents itself. I mean, the most simple things like you didn't get over in traffic or someone comes in your way in a grocery store aisle, or, you know, you didn't get the contract that you were trying to get with the client. Every little small thing that happens in your day piles up and you have a choice in the moment. And this is where you can pause for the cause of you and say, life is happening for me. I didn't get over in that lane because that is a protection for me getting there sooner, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't get that contract because something bigger is waiting for me. These are the reframes to have in those moments instead of, it feels so much lighter to think about the possibility of, oh, wow, that's great. That means I'm going to get something even better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, tell us what is a transformation strategist? 
basically it's it's a title I made up. <laughs> I love the title. I mean, I, I, that's okay with me. I love that title. <laughs> but, you know, just to explain what I do is kind of like what we've already been talking about. I just give people strategies that meets them where they are to get them to where they desire to be. Okay. So where does healing fit in? It's all healing because a lot of the patterns that we have are based on where we've been living, mm-hmm. either in our minds or in our choices. And it's making a conscious effort to be more self-aware and allow healing to even happen. So instead of like, let's say you have a habit of not being present when you eat. And a lot of the strategies that I offer are to slow down. You'll hear me say, you know, pause for the cause of yourself or just take a minute and breathe. And being present with your food, even if you're eating like a dark chocolate candy bar, can be the difference between you getting the high quality nutrients out of that bar versus you getting all of the things that you don't need out of that bar. Going back to where I started about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. dark chocolate, you know, it has iron in it. It actually does. <laughs> it does have antioxidants and it does have some good fats. I, I guess it really depends on where you're getting your dark chocolate from, but those things are available in some of them. And if you take the time and your intention is, I'm going to nourish my body right now and you actually stop and you chew your food, your phone, your devices, nothing's nearby you, you're going to set out five minutes to eat three squares of that chocolate. Five minutes to eat three squares. It sounds like a really long time, but I'm talking about really intentionally being present with your eating and with everything that you put in your body. And this is what allows the healing because when we think of the things that are going in as a medicine, and and really that's what it is, all of our food choices, everything we drink, those are all medicines. Mm -hmm. When when we receive it in that way, it allows the the toxins to move out of our body. Okay, so we're present, we're eating, we're conscious of what we're doing. What happens when you are sharing a meal with somebody and you still want to be present to what you're doing, but the conversation is not always a healing conversation. It could be something about what's happening in the news, which we know is far less than healing. Does that basically counteract the good stuff that you're doing? I mean, do you have to make a deal like, okay, we're not talking about this at the dinner table? You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Actually, it's even better. So if you're eating a meal with someone, which is the way eating should happen Mm -hmm. um, in community, here's a technique to try. And it's going to be difficult to talk about things that you don't want to talk about or touchy topics if you're doing this. So when you sit down, agree that we'll make eye contact and we will not speak unless we're not chewing, right? And you can even have like a chewing contest. Like, let's see who can chew longer, right? I chewed my mouthful and 25 bites or I did 30 bites, you know? But the idea mm-hmm. is we're all practicing conscious eating together. Mm. Now you're sharing a new concept with someone else. I do this with my family. And here's the good news, Judy, to answer your question. 
I have teenagers, so <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. always, you know, they're just like, oh, mom, you know, we're not kids anymore. We, you can do that with the little kids. I just want to eat and go. Or I want to talk about this thing I saw on Instagram. My friend posted about this protest. How come you never let me go to protest? And, you know, I'm like, look, your choices are you can sit and stay and eat, or you can leave the table and you can eat later. And usually they'll choose to sit and eat and be quiet. And then when we're done, their, their worldview will change on whatever it is that they were trying to challenge me with. So it's, yeah, not, it, it's, not, it's not as important now, <laughs> now that it's right. Because now we're, yeah, no, I totally get that. I love that. I have a rule in my house that there are no devices of any kind at the table. None. It can't be a phone. It can't be a, a, you know, an iPad. None. Zero. Nothing. Because I truly believe that that's one of the big downfalls of family is that the technology came to the table. And so nobody has to talk to each other. Because I know I've been in restaurants where I've seen entire families on their phone or tablets, even babies. And to me, I'm, it's not happening. So I, I try to be really strict. And my kids are a lot older. And mm-hmm. when they come here, they just look at me and they they park it. They put it somewhere else because I'm like, no, mm-mm, nope. There's certain things that I, I do request and that is one. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I love that. That's awesome. So women talk about the baggage that they have because we all have baggage. So can you actually move forward if you've never unpacked that baggage? Is that where some of the healing comes in? That's where most of the healing comes in. I see women often that have been in the practice of numbing their emotions for several years or Mm -hmm. ignoring them or avoiding them in many different ways. I guess the best way to put it is it's kind of like a grieving process, right? They have to finally allow the emotions to hit them. And in that process, um, I'll I'll give you an example. So like this weekend, I had a release your past and embrace your higher self or be your higher self, whatever it was called. And at the beginning, I said, so what's your intention? What is it that you're here to release? And everyone shared what it was. And I said, okay, so tell me, where do you feel that in your body? And this is something that we overlook. When, when we have our emotions, it's hitting somewhere in our body. Sometimes it's our heart. Sometimes it's our stomach. Could be your shoulders, your neck, whatever it is but we choose to actively ignore that. And that's the baggage that we're carrying. We often, you know, we're like, oh, you know, I'm just getting old and my back hurts or, you know, I've got the shoulder pain that won't go away. No, that's your baggage that you never dealt with. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I invite them to be aware because our emotions are a muscle memory and be aware of where it's living. And then we move through how to acknowledge what that situation was and why we chose to put it on the back burner. So have you ever read the, I'm sure you have, um, Louise Hayes book? Yes. So we were at a conference one time and and we're talking just about that, about your back and your neck and everything else and the things that you hold on to. And when you actually read what it is, Mm -hmm. you're thinking, oh, why didn't I know this beforehand? (laughs) Why am I holding on to this? So it's very, very interesting. So talk about replenish. I mean, because that's basically what we're talking about is, you know, how do you replenish yourself when you, when you change things, when you add things, when you, you know, when you speak to somebody like you that is able to carve this out for somebody to 
really move forward in a very powerful way. Yeah. So when we talk about replenish, it's similar to Louise Hay in that it is based on different energy centers and things like that. But of course, the blend in the methodology is quite different because most of my study started with my experience of postpartum depression. So Mm -hmm. I was always looking for using food as medicine. And I can't really talk about emotions without including how to feed your certain energy centers. And so in my replenishment process, I was kind of alluding to the first step. It's just release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. The release is once you're aware of where it is living in your body, there are a number of tools that you can do to get rid of it. So there's movement, visualization, breath, those kind of things. Then the next step is really understanding what the values are. What what are your values and how are you honoring those? And if you're not finding ways to do that, I guess the best way to really explain it is through stories. Like I can tell you conceptually, but you probably better relate. If I tell you there was a, a woman I was working with and she actually was seeing a physical therapist because she had extreme shoulder and back pain. And yes, she did get an actual injury. She, she had lifted something wrong at work or whatever, but there was more than that going on at her job and in her personal life. And she never acknowledged, she always was being the perfect employee or manager. In this case, she was just below the, the director. And in her life, she was being the perfect partner and always considering everybody first. So the shoulder pain was actually other people's stuff. It was never her stuff. So Mm. yeah, through the replenish me process, she, for the first time, was finally able to figure out what were her values, what she needed to honor for herself, and how to get everybody else to honor those things too. Wow. And she was released from her PT. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? Yeah. How important is gratitude? Because it has to play a big part in all of this. Yes. Well, here's the thing. People think that it's really easy to just skip from not being grateful to being grateful. There's like a major highway between that. Mm -hmm. And that would be the self-forgiveness process. So, but it's not like your typical, like, oh, I forgive you for doing harm to me. It's more like, Because I love you so much, I forgive myself for not spending more time loving myself for all these years. You know, it's always Mm -hmm. like in a positive light. And the more you can grasp the concepts of compassion and forgiveness towards who you are, then the gratitude is like just a natural progression. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I always find it hard to imagine that people only choose to be, you know, to have gratitude in November. They do (laughs) a gratitude challenge like every day of November. And I'm thinking, so what happens the other 11 months? You don't have to show gratitude. You don't have to give. I mean, I think it's something that we, if we do it every day, we have to be able to heal certain things, but we also have to be able to be more positive if you start your day with gratitude and you end your day with gratitude, right? Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. I think, Judy, what happens is a lot of people 
when I first started doing workshops and I was like, okay, now we're going to do a gratitude meditation. I could almost feel their like stomachs drop. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, it's something that I feel is inflicted on us through our religious institutions. But if Mm -hmm. you start with the compassion piece, so this is the thing. So then I would do a compassion embodiment and throw in the gratitude at the end. And it was fully welcomed. It's not different. It's just the framing of it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I think that there are so many different important pieces here that people need to be aware of. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if people actually understand how important each piece is. And I know when I talk to some women and, you know, they tell me about things that have happened in the past that they're still hanging on to, you know, it's like, you, you almost want to say to them enough, like release it, don't lose it, release. Cause if you release it, it doesn't come back. But if you lose it, they'll find you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a friend who went through a divorce and 10 years later, she was still doing forensic accounting to find out how she could get money from this man. I'm like, why do you want this? It's 10 years. You know, you have to let go. And she says, no, you don't understand. Well, I didn't understand. But yeah. she's always held on to that. And she's always been unhappy. And she's always been mean to people. And I don't get it. Because there, there are people you can talk to. There are people you can work with. So I never understood that. But that's me. So, well, you know, let's unpack that a little bit. What's happening there, right, is uh, a number of things. The, it's perhaps... She didn't allow herself to grieve the emotional injury of the relationship. Once the relationship was over and she finally allowed herself to feel the maybe betrayal of the relationship not panning out the way she was hoping, then there's Mm -hmm. an ego involved, right? With expectation instead of just allowing that, okay, this agreement has been broken. Mm -hmm. And in order to release everything surrounding that relationship and everything, I have to just let it go and move on. It is what it was. What are are the learning opportunities? What are the lessons here? What is it that I can build upon from here? Right. And so I would say this would be like a programming. Maybe early on relationships were expectations, right? It's, it was based on expectation, which directly relates to her extreme disappointment. And if I had to guess, she probably struggles with adrenal fatigue or some kind of thyroid condition on top of it, because that's what she's draining. She's draining those adrenals instead of just releasing and allowing, which would actually have her healthier and, you know, higher brain function better sleep, more focus, and just the ability to create her life just from a perspective of allowance and agreements. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she needs somebody to give her a program (laughs) and enter her into it. But I mean, that was many years ago and we kind of lost contact because it was a very negative, toxic environment for me. And I choose not to be involved in that if I can't do anything to support it. And, you know, it's like talking to yourself. There's nothing coming back saying, oh, I I hear you or help me or whatever. It's always, yeah, but. And so I just like, okay, I'm done with this. So anyway, 
another conversation for another day. <laughs> so how can our listeners connect with you? Because there's so many amazing things that you're doing, and I think that they need to know you. Oh, thank you for that. The best way is to go to my website, which is my name, CordeliaGafar.com. But if they really want to just hang out with me and, and see how they can benefit most, I have this fabulous free Facebook group called Replenish Me Group. And yeah, I'm there every day with a, a different theme for every day for you to really reframe your perspective and pour into yourself. I love that. I love that. Well, Cordelia, thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You have such great information. And I know, I mean, it's such positive energy that you are giving people. So I'm excited that we're connected and I look forward to our next adventure together. Thank you for having me on, Judy. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. Remember, your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seed. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. And make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.